An entitled boss scams his employees out of their paychecks, bouncing checks left and right, and refusing to give them money on time. So I decide to get revenge, exposing him for the dozens of felonies he's committing, as well as for the fact that he's breaking his probation, eventually leading to him going to jail for a very long time. Here's what happened. So for starters, I need to keep this somewhat vague to maintain my anonymity. And I wasn't there for all of it. This mostly happened to my friend, who was one of the employees affected by this situation. But I did what I could to help my friend get revenge. A friend of mine was employed as a barista for a coffee shop with a couple of locations. Well, as it turned out, the owner was a grade A scumbag, started paying the employees with bad checks, not giving them their tips if they were paid on a credit card, since, you know, he couldn't steal their cash tips, so he would take what he could from the cards. And it was stuff along those lines. He was, of course, stealing from the business to fund his own lavish lifestyle, and my friend was angry and quit shortly after this this nonsense started, and of course, the business shortly went under afterwards. But trust me when I say this, this is not all that happened. My friend was out a few thousand dollars. I'm not sure exactly how much, but enough that it was a serious hit to their budget, and they weren't the only ones. This creep was a classic con man, writing checks to cover the bad checks, all the delay tactics you will ever see. He would say stuff like, oh, the bank must have messed up, just redeposit it. And of course, it comes back as a bad check a week or two later. Lots of shady stuff went on with that guy, but unfortunately, he was a good con man. He got away with a lot. In total, eight people were getting messed over, and they all lost about $20,000 altogether. So one afternoon, my friend is telling me this story. He is so sick and tired of being conned by this creep, as well as everyone else being affected. And it's right about then that our revenge began to take place. I start digging into the business owner, all the public record stuff, and some of it I learned from a friend or their co-workers in general. But I started to learn a lot about this scumbag. I learned that he's got multiple felonies in the past. I'm all for giving people a second chance, but this guy wasn't that old and had racked up easily a half a dozen felonies. And it really makes me think, man, why was this guy not in jail? In fact, one of his convictions was for being a felon in possession of a firearm. He was currently on probation for the above conviction. And this is right about when things started to get interesting. A little more light digging and I come up with the name of his probation officer. When I sat down and talked to my friend about what I had found out about his prior employer, he happened to mention that he had seen firearms in his apartment. For some context, my friend and his boss had hung out together socially before things went completely pear-shaped. Apparently, this guy had used his girlfriend to purchase firearms since he was a prohibited person. And that's a straw purchase, which I think is another felony. So I decided to put my friend in contact with this scumbag's probation officer. It turns out when you're out on probation, there is a lot of things you're not allowed to do, and one of those things is commit more felonies. This causes an automatic revocation of your probation and will land your happy butt back in jail. And of course, knowingly passing bad checks in our state for the amount that he was writing them for is a felony in and of itself. Eight employees, three payroll cycles before the business officially went belly up, 23 felony counts of passing a bad check, repeated offense of being a felon in possession of a firearm. This guy really was in for the works. And as if it wasn't bad enough, when his probation officer came a knocking to check on these allegations, he also found illegal substance paraphernalia, and it was sufficient to get in possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute it. And this was multiple different substances, so multiple counts to add on to what he's already got on his plate. Now, for those keeping score at home, if he was convicted of all of these counts, he would be looking at roughly an additional 30 felonies, which is easily enough to keep him in jail for a 
very long time. Now, if this was a petty revenge, this is where things would have ended. But no, we decided to take things a little bit further. You see, the state has this fund that all employers pay a tax into. It's a fund for those situations where the company goes out of business, writes bad checks for employees or stuff like that, and it's administered by the state labor board. So they paid out to cover the lost wages, but not the lost tips. But the state is not benevolent in this. Oh no. You see, in order to attempt to recoup their losses, they can seize company assets. And in the case of a poorly set up company with no separation of assets between the company and the owner, they can seize all personal assets. Oh yes, that shiny new company truck that you're towing your shiny new boat with? Guess what, scumbag? That now belongs to the state. Your bank accounts? Yeah, those belong to the state now too. Now you might be thinking, is this where it ends? Is this the apex of the revenge we're experiencing? Oh no, we go a little bit further after that. This scumbag mess with my friend. I don't take kindly to that kind of nonsense. You see, my friend learned throughout this process that on top of all of this, his former employer was committing tax fraud and evasion. As far as the employees were concerned, they were all straight up W-4 employees, meaning he was withholding the correct taxes, payroll taxes, Medicare taxes, etc. Except he was reporting to the IRS that all of his employees were independent contractors and wasn't actually withholding any taxes at all. Taxes for the company, he was fudging those so badly, they should have been sold as brownies. Unfortunately for the scumbag, a friend of a friend happened to work for the local IRS office. And after sitting him over drinks one evening, we found out that the IRS had a tip line for reporting tax evasion. And depending on how it's reported, well, it turns out that the person reporting the tax evasion may actually get a small percentage as a reward for turning in the tax cheat. So on top of facing 30 some odd felony charges, on top of having all of his personal and company assets seized, this scumbag now has the IRS chasing him down. And honestly, this guy absolutely had it coming. Before we go any further, the original poster has an update to this story. Here's what they had to say about the situation. Well, I can honestly say that because this scumbag is such a scumbag, he is currently sitting in jail, awaiting a trial for a domestic attack on his girlfriend. My friend and his co-workers have all been interviewed by local police, as well as the probation officer, as well as the IRS and the ATF, all because of the straw purchases of the firearms through his girlfriend. My understanding is she's made a deal with the ATF to avoid charges for the straw purchases in exchange for her testimony against him. The DA and probation officer are waiting for him to be sentenced on the domestic attack charges because they can then go after him for all the other stuff. That way, he has to serve the sentences consecutively. As far as the federal charges, who knows when those will be filed. But my understanding is that no matter when he's charged, he'll have to serve the federal time after his state prison time and won't get credit for any time served in the state prison. Now fast forward and this scumbag is out on bail for his domestic violence charges. And he then made the stupid decision of not showing up for his arrangement. So he has a failure to appear warrant out on him right now. And this is all on top of whatever other charges he is facing. We know he's in our local area as he's been seen by acquaintances of my friend. They've all told them that if they see them, they're supposed to call 911. And trust me, if we see him, we're going to do the exact same thing. What an awesome way to take down a scumbag. First and foremost, anyone who does that to your paycheck, where they're basically just swindling you out of money, that's an immediate red flag that you need to report them in the way the original poster did. Like, you just don't mess with other people's livelihoods like that. There is no good excuse for that. If someone's going to be working for you, and they're going to be putting the time in to get stuff ready for your business, the least you can do is pay them on time and make sure that they get the money when they're supposed to. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones doing the 
legwork. But this guy was just beyond all that. He was scamming his employees out of thousands of dollars, upwards of $20,000 in general amongst eight people. Like, that's a couple thousand dollars each. That's a lot of money to just lose all of a sudden. From the con man tactics to the stealing of tips through the credit card machine, this guy was a serious piece of work and he absolutely deserved to get taken down. I mean, just look at all the charges that were up against him. Like, seriously, if I found out that a previous boss of mine had that many potential felonies under their belt, I would freak out. I would go immediately to the probation officer or whoever is over this guy and the things he's doing and be like, wait a second, you need to check him out because that is not someone I would want to work for. So good for the original poster for helping their friend get revenge. They got messed over so badly and this, at least in some kind of way, helps them find solace and closure towards the terrible con man boss that they had to deal with. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also follow Am I the Jerk on Instagram and Twitter to see all the stories that couldn't make it into the videos. My parents are offended that I didn't share my college essay with them and they never congratulated me on my acceptance into college. And at this point, I'm so annoyed and I seriously don't know what to do. So to start things out, I was accepted into college and my dad, who's never finished high school, and my mom, who dropped out of college, are both telling me that no, I wasn't accepted into college. So throughout this whole process of applying to schools, there was this specific college that wanted me to apply, which honestly wasn't an issue. So I went ahead and applied, and I had my senior advisor send my transcripts while I also turned in my essay. After this process was complete, I told my parents that my application was complete. My dad then asked to see my essay, and I told him that I would prefer not to share it, and that I didn't have a copy of it anyways, because I copied it and pasted it to the school's website, and that was that. At first, he made it seem like it wasn't an issue. That is, until his wife, who is my stepmom, heard what was happening, and now they're genuinely offended. They then go on a rant about how I'm weird, because I won't let them see what I wrote, and it all honestly went downhill from there. They start accusing me of never actually submitting an application, because they wanted to see the essay first. So, I go ahead and show them a screenshot of the website, saying that all the requirements, both the essay and the transcripts, were received. But this still wasn't good enough for them. Sometime later, I received several crazy and erratic text messages, all in caps locks, mind you, from my stepmom, saying that she spoke with the admissions counselor, and I lied about applying, and that they don't even know who I am. But when I asked her who she spoke with, she never even gave me an answer. I was ridiculed and called a liar for days without any proof. So, sometime later, while I'm going through my email, I see a letter from the school stating my acceptance to their school. So I show my dad first, and he's happy. But then, when I confront my stepmom and ask her again to tell me who she spoke with in regards to my application and my admission, she literally goes crazy. She tells me to my face that I wasn't reading an acceptance letter. Wow, okay lady. But right when she says that, my dad starts agreeing with her. At this point, I think they're both crazy. They told me because it says, and I quote, congratulations, we are pleased to offer you admission instead of you have been accepted. That must mean that I wasn't accepted to the school. I didn't even receive a congratulations from them and it's very likely that they just want me to fail. All I wanted was an apology and a congratulations. So as I'm talking to them, they just keep going back to the essay, the one that they never saw. They say to me, well, where's the stupid essay? No apology for calling me a liar and literally tormenting me over this issue. Instead, they deny the truth that's right in front of their face because apparently they can never be wrong. And the best part about this is that the reason they were so pressed about knowing what the essay said is because they were afraid that it was about them. And 
boy, let me tell you, that guilty conscience is screaming right about now. When they finally admit I was accepted, I ask them for an apology, and they simply tell me, so what? Get thicker skin. So at this point, I've decided to no longer deal with them, because their attitude is absolutely awful. Yeah, that's a really terrible situation. If I was in your shoes, I know for a fact that I would stop telling them stuff that's happening in my life. Like, they clearly just want to try and use that against you, and they want to try and discredit anything that you're doing. I mean, you got into college, and you did it all on your own. They didn't have anything to do with it, and you can bet they're probably not going to help you out with anything. So if I was dealing with this situation, and I had parents being this horrible, I would literally keep them out of the loop for everything. They sound like complete morons. Like, seriously, what kind of parent would act like this? I mean, they completely deflated this balloon in your life. They could have just said, wow, congratulations, and that's it. That would have been more than enough to hold this person over, as well as any other reasonable person, when it comes to getting into college and moving forward with your life. You deserve to get away from your weird parents, and hopefully some distance, as well as some time at college, can help you get your own life together and get away from these weird people. An entitled old geezer tries to be strict about the camping site rules, forcing me to move back my campsite by about four meters, simply because I was apparently encroaching upon his territory. So I decide to comply to this weird demand, but then I decide to flip the script, forcing him to spend nearly half an hour moving his setup because he was way too close to my setup. And I've never been happier to maliciously comply in my life. Here's what happened. So for a bit of context, a few weeks ago, I was touring Europe in my car and caravan with my family. Usually people are pretty nice at camping sites with their temporary neighbors, but this incident was a big exception to that rule. We arrived at a very large camping site in the middle of Sweden late afternoon, and after getting our keys and printout information, meaning the camp rules and local tourist attractions, stuff like that, all from the reception area, we went to find our designated pitch to set up the caravan so we could start relaxing after hours and hours of driving. Now, the pitches and driveways are set up in a certain way where there's aisles upon aisles of places that you can go to. And for the sake of this story, I was assigned to spot 67 and the old geezer of this story was assigned to spot 58. And based on the way that this was all set up, that meant that we were right next to each other. So we released the kids to go find a playground and start the process of setting up camp. I back up the caravan to the pitch, detach the car, manually crank the support legs down and so on when a grumpy old geezer approaches us, yelling at us the words four meters over and over again. It was hot. I was sweating from the manual work and a bit confused. So I asked a bit sharply at that what was going on. He manages to explain that the rules say that the caravans have to be four meters apart, which is about 13 feet, and that I absolutely must move my caravan, which is already halfway done setting up for camp. Now, I have to admit that I did put my caravan only about one meter from the back of the pitch, but this jerk has his own caravan roughly the same distance or less from the perimeter itself, and his front tent's ground lines are on our pitch. I go around checking the situation, and I leave my wife to talk to this old geezer. I come back around after maybe 30 seconds, and I see that my wife is upset. Before I can ask why, she tells me that this old geezer told her verbatim to go back to Finland after she had pointed out that his tent cords are attached to our side. So I got angry. I'm positively seething. And for just a moment, I consider getting physical. But then I decided to get petty instead. So I go undo the setup that we've already done. I move the caravan, double check that I'm within the rules, and this all took me about seven minutes. Then I go tell the geezer that I've complied. So if you want to be strict with the rules, then let's be strict with the rules. Your own caravan is clearly in violation 
of the rules, so move the thing or I promise I'll go to the reception and complain. I was so angry that I remember my hand shaking while I emphasized my message with finger pointing, so I was pretty angry. It was right about then that the fallout began to occur. We got great satisfaction seeing that he had to disassemble most of his front tent, crank up the support legs, get the car and attach it, move his caravan, and then reset up everything. It took him and his partner about 20 to 30 minutes to do so. If you want to be a jerk, make sure you are also in compliance before complaining to someone else. I mean, these kind of rules are usually more like suggestions than anything else. Oh, and I also told the kids that there is a special situation here. You don't have to be quiet and consider the neighbors like normally. Instead, you can shout and play as loudly as you want, all within the allowed times to make noise. And you know what? They did. Luckily, the other surrounding pitches were not occupied at the time, so this didn't bother anyone else except for this old geezer and his partner. I also got a small bit of solace from the fact that my wife did reply to the go back to Finland comment by shouting out the age-old classic F.U. We then left the site and continued on our way the next day as planned. Honestly, good for the original poster. That is such a smart way of handling this. Look, if someone wants to be weird about the rules and pretend like, hey, you're breaking the rules right now, well then guess what? You better pray that you're not breaking them as well. I mean, I love the fact that you're like, okay, we'll move our stuff back, but congratulations, you're going to move your stuff as well, and it's going to take you a lot longer to move it than it's going to take me to move mine, since I literally just got started. So personally, I am all about this kind of revenge. People like this who act so high and mighty and act like they know all the rules only to then get humbled are seriously some of the worst and most annoying people to deal with. But the way you handled this old geezer was absolutely legendary. And I know that if I was in your shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. Am I the jerk for sleeping in the guest bedroom after my husband continues to take showers at 3 a.m. while also playing loud music? Here's what happened. So my husband has started working night shifts from 8 p.m. until 3 a.m. And this is over two months ago and has been using our in-suite bathroom for showers after work. This would have been okay, but he plays loud music through the Bluetooth speakers and claims he needs it to wind down. I've asked him repeatedly to use the shower downstairs and even set it up for him with the same products he uses in the other bathroom. I've been using the bathroom downstairs every morning so I don't disturb him while getting ready for work, but he refuses to do the same thing for me. Since I'm a light sleeper and after being sleep deprived for so long, I decided to sleep in the guest bedroom yesterday. He claims I'm being petty and should talk to him about this as opposed to sleeping in the guest room. The thing is, I have tried talking to him about it, but I usually don't bring up the discussion or even when it's happening, and I prefer to do it the next day after work so I'm not upset and can have a rational discussion. Since then, he's been going around telling our family and friends, and they think that I'm being petty. I'm not sure if I'm doing something wrong or how else to go about dealing with the situation. So I need to know, am I the jerk for sleeping in the guest bedroom as well as asking my husband to take showers downstairs? What should I do? Your husband is being so rude right now. Not only that, but he's being incredibly toxic and petty. Instead of talking to you about this and doing the very thing he claims you're not doing, he decides to go around and tell family and friends that you're being petty and that you're the one being unreasonable. This idiot is playing music and showering loudly at 3 in the morning. Like seriously, you can take a shower and be quiet. If you want the speakers blaring music, then go do that downstairs. Why are you waking up your partner at 3 in the morning? Like they're not doing that to you. Like this guy's being such a jerk. Like what is wrong with him? Like this guy seriously has the audacity to act like this is your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. You don't wake him up when he's trying to sleep for his night 
shift, you walk on eggshells to make sure he gets enough sleep. So no, you are not the jerk in this situation. Your husband's being an idiot, and hopefully he can see the errors of his ways. Because right now he's blaming you for something that he can easily control. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.